You're welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye or IKEA Christian Center Global. Get set to be at the fire. The word works. I think it was Martin Luther that said it or John Wesley that said it. He said that a Christian cobbler, all right, is going to be able to demonstrate his faith in Christ not by putting little crosses on the shoes that he makes, but by making what? Excellent shoes. Praise God. Excellent shoes. So, if we are going to say that in the workspace or in the secular space, we are going to shine like the light of the world that Jesus said that we are, it is not going to be first and foremost via what we say. It will be first and foremost by what we do. Now let's look at this scripture. Matthew chapter number 5 and verse 14. Everybody, all right, you're following online. All right, just leave a comment there. All right, um, try and get everyone to join. If you notice that somebody is not online, try to get them online because you are going to produce, all right, to the degree to which your heart is filled with the right seeds. So the way, all right, it works is that your heart is the, the ground, is the soil, and your heart has a capacity to produce whatsoever you plant in it. So it is when you hear words that your heart receives those words, and as a result of the reception of those words, your heart now produces results based on the nature and the character of the words that you have heard. Now, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, are we putting it on the screen? All right, please do that quickly. Matthew 5, 14. Now, hear what Jesus said. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, it's not on. Can I put it on? Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew 5, 14. I can't see it on the screen here. But can we look at, look at it, everybody? Turn in there quickly. Now look at what Jesus Christ said. Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. Pay attention. He says, ye are the light of the world. Now, if he says you are the light of the world, it means without you there will be darkness. Is that correct? Right? So, he says, he had the light of the world. He said, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. You see, this is very, very powerful. He says, you are the light of the world, number one. He now says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid, which means the believer is designed by God to be seen. He is designed by God to be seen. He is a city, a civilization. A city is a civilization. A city is a civilization, a group of people that live together. He said a civilization that is set on a hill, that is in a place of prominence, cannot be hid. So God's plan for his children is to actually be light because light gives direction. Light gives direction. So it means that the world is to look at the believer and get direction from him or her. It says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Now look at verse 15, because we're going to see something powerful in a moment. It says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And he giveth light unto all that are in the house. You see that? He giveth light unto all that are in the house. Now look at verse 16. He says what? All right. Sixteen says what? Let your light. Now, who is to let their light shine? Who is to let your light shine? So he says you have to intentionally ensure 
your light shine. It says, let your light shine. Let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. Before who? Before who? Did he say, let your light shine before God? No. He said, let your light shine before men. Hmm. So that means, I must be intentional about letting my light shine, number one. But I must be intentional about letting my light shine before men. Guess what? The world is very intentional and comfortable about letting their darkness be seen. He said, let your light so shine before men. Before men. He says, that they may see your words. Did he say that they may see your good talk? No. He said that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hmm. Amen. Which which is in heaven. So, what this tells me is this. If I am to let my light so shine before men, that they may see my good works, it means that as a, as a believer, I must be very, very aware that there are rooms my works will enter into before my feet get there. There are rooms my works will enter into before my feet get there. My works will announce me first, all right, before even people get to know me. So that means I must be very, very particular about the quality of my work, about the quality of what is attached to my name. I've seen many believers who, you know, think that because they speak in tongues, they flow in spiritual gifts, and they are cool with God, then, then it doesn't matter whether they are good in school, it doesn't matter whether they are good at work, it doesn't matter whether they are good in their business. So they are very lackadaisical about things that have to do with their work, things that have to do with their academics, things that have to do with, you know, anything that is not spiritual. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I remember when I was in school, we had some folks like that who, when it came to schooling, they never really went to school. I had a roommate like that. I was like, that. every time we were going to class, you understand? Who, who, I mean, who, I mean, I mean, 7.45, 7.30, everybody was out of their room, heading to class, you know? But this guy was just pressing, you know, changing gears in sleeping. According to him, he had spent all night praying and supplicating to God, amen, praise God, you know, so the time for class was his time for him to sleep. And he went on doing that and went on doing that. So, in, I mean, 100 level, he, 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 he was able to escape. Praise God. He wrote the exams and he passed. So he felt good. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I know what I'm telling you. I mean, you know, you guys can go to classes and all. All right. Uh, the, the, um, 300 level, he did the same thing, failed some courses, repeated, you know, but he scaled through. Problem came when we got to clinical school. Because, you know, see, in clinical school, you had to have been in the clinical uh, rotations to know how to do the tests and all that, all right? And most of the consultants that were going to quiz you during the clinical um, sessions were the ones that you must have gone through when you were going through your rotations, they would have seen you. So most of the consultants did not know who he was. 
So it just kept failing. It just kept failing. He was speaking in tongues. He was very, very active in the fellowship. I think the moment that came for him where he woke up was when he found out that somebody who was in 100 level, all right, when he was in final year, now became his classmate. You understand? Because when he became serious, he couldn't even pass the exams. Hallelujah. You understand? He was not diligent in what, you understand? So you find out that many believers are like that. They want to say that they are spiritually excellent, but mentally, mentally lazy. And it's okay. They want to say that they are spiritually excellent, but when it comes to their work, they don't do it well, and it's okay. And that is a wrong idea of spirituality. Glory to God. It's a wrong idea of what spirituality is. No. Any relationship with Jesus that does not affect your output, that does not produce good works in your chosen endeavor, there's a problem with it. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Hallelujah. As to the audience, you have to wake up or don't be cold on me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. The believer is supposed to produce works so excellent in his chosen field that he is ushered before kings and not mere men. Proverbs 22, 29. We are all praying for breakthrough. We come in here and we use the name of Jesus. We, we bind and we cast. We release. We unleash. Praise God. We command. We break. But let me tell you something. If your work is not excellent, no breakthrough will work for you. Praise God. No matter how you pray, on burnt jollof rice, there is a limitation on that product. <laughs> Glory to God. I walked up to a Christian man. I walked up to him and I told him, I said, Sir, I said, I like eating in your place because you're a Christian. I said, but I have these things against you. <laughs> I said, you see, I love your pounded yam and your okra. It is nice. But I said, you guys don't know how to cook jollof rice. Your jollof rice is terrible. And I said, I will never buy jollof rice from your restaurant because it's terrible. No matter how I love the man, I couldn't deceive myself that they were not excellent at making jollof rice. Are you with me, somebody? Are you seeing what I'm saying? So you see, by not being excellent, you are going to limit what God can do through your life. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I know that this sermon is going to challenge a lot of you, and this sermon is going to annoy some of you. But I pray that by the end of the sermon, it will edify all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. I said, praise God. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Let your light so shine. So be intentional about, intentional about letting your life shine. Now look at Proverbs 22, 29. Look at what it says. It says, see a man diligent in his business. You see that? See a man diligent in his business. Are you seeing that? This is any man. He's a serious man. He is diligent in his business. He is diligent in his business. That means this guy is about his business. He is busy. Now, notice the scriptures personalizes this man's business. He says, see thou a man diligent in his business. Not diligent in our business. He is diligent in his business. So that means there is a particular business this man is known for. Praise God. 
There's a particular business this man is known for. Here's my question, because we're going to um, drill down in, uh, on this in a bit. But here's my question. Where is your particular area of exp expertise? When God visited Peter, praise God, when there was supernatural provision for Peter, in what area was it? Was it farming? Was it farming? It was where? Fishing. What was Peter? What was his business? He was a what? Fisherman. He was a fisherman. When God was going to visit Jacob and get him his payment for the many years where Laban was cheating him. How did God and in where, where the, or, or did God visit him? He visited, visited him in what? In shepherding. With the sheep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is your business? He says, see thou a man diligent in his ways. And I'll tell you something. This is one of the major challenges that we need to sort out first. What is your area of expertise? Where, what exactly, all right, are you good at? Where exactly should you excel in? In what should you excel in? A lot of people have said, oh, um, I have a job I do, but I don't like the job. What I like to do is be. But my job tells me to do A. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you have someone say, oh, I'm a doctor, but I like to sing. I want to be a musician. I hate the, uh, what do you call it? I hate the, the rigors of going for world round and all, but I like recording and making music. You understand? You have those kind of people there. But there are some people that always say that because they are lazy. They are always running away from where there's a little bit of hard work and where discipline is demanded. So they always push what they like to something else. Because if it is in the future, they will not be required to what? To submit to the necessary discipline now that is required to get things done. Hallelujah. He says, see thou a man diligent in his ways, diligent in his ways. He shall stand before what? He shall stand before what? He shall stand before what? Now, he will stand before kings. Every industry, every sector has a king. It has those who play at the top of it. If you are the best at what you do, amen, the leaders in that field will begin to talk to you. Glory to God. They will begin to talk to you. They will recognize you. They will identify you. Why? He said, let your light so shine before what? Men. So when they look at your works, they say, my God, see light. My God, see excellence. My God, see wisdom. You will now stand before kings. Because they will need to ask questions about how you were able to do this when they couldn't figure it out. Let me tell you something. God walks with the diligent. God works with the diligent. <laughs> God can have mercy on a lazy man, but he cannot do great things with a lazy man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Throughout the ministry of Jesus, we know and we learn that they gave alms to the poor. I'm sure lazy people were a part, part of people that they gave arms to. But the truth about it is that all of the 12 disciples of Jesus, none was lazy. 
the other jobs. Paul, Peter, a fisherman. Matthew, a what? Tax collector. Simon, the zealot. That's a politician. So there was nobody in Jesus' inner circle that did not have a job when Jesus called them. None. Because God cannot work with the lazy. When God poor, God poor. What was Paul doing? Paul was a what? Was a Pharisee. He was going about his job when God called him. Hallelujah. Go and check all two scriptures. There was no idle man God called. Why? Because the work ethic that is needed in your career is that work ethic that is needed in the work, in the fulfillment of God's assignment for you. So what God does is he looks at that work ethic, he puts his anointing on it and says, do it for my, for my, for my glory. Do it in the, in, in the kingdom and not for, uh, uh, um, in, in, you know, in, in the secular. That, that's, what, that's what it is. Hallelujah. That's why you find out, look at Pastor Adeboe, look at the work ethic. The man is 80 years old. 80 years old. In the civil service, he should have retired 20 years ago. But an 80-year-old man is still doing crusade, entering jet and, you understand, going around places doing crusade. That is work ethic. Are you paying attention? Work ethic. Angels don't work with the lazy. God does not give vision to the lazy. Because the lazy man will do nothing with it. He will sleep on it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. One major thing I want us to get out of our mind is this. Christianity is not equivalent with mediocrity. Also, Christianity is not equivalent to flamboyance. Excellence does not necessarily have to be flamboyant. Excellence just has to be effective. Praise God. It just has to be effective. So when you are letting your light shine before men in your walk, be effective. Be effective. You are a doctor. Be the best doctor there is. You are a lawyer. Be the best lawyer there is. Because there are many people that will not listen to your gospel about a Jesus. Because they are like, if, it's about, if, you, if, it's, if, if this Jesus is that great, how come he doesn't change your life? Because in the secular, your life is tied to your output. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Your output. You come to work late. Oh, it's because I was spending time with the Lord. You are always using Jesus as a reason for your mediocrity. I couldn't meet the target. I was in church. I'm sorry, I couldn't really get the job done. I'm fasting. Hallelujah. Eh? I'm fasting. Stop thinking or acting like that. No. When you get into that organization, you're going to say, I'm going to be a top performer here. Hallelujah. Because you see, if you are the top performer, there is certain human traffic that will come to you. And it gives you the opportunity to, all right, to influence them for the kingdom. Influence them for the kingdom. I was talking to a friend of mine who was crafting several things for Lagos State. He works in the financial sector. And he was able to do so much that his MD asked him, sorry, how do you get these ideas? And the MD is a Muslim. Are you paying attention? 
Now, how did Jesus get the ideas? He takes the problem, then he goes into his closet and spends time praying and meditating. And in the place of fellowship with the Lord, God gives him the idea. Then he goes and reads and reads and looks for models that <coughs> is like what he has seen. Then he translates it into information bits that can be communicated and people can understand. See, thou a man diligent in his ways. Hallelujah. He will stand before kings and not before what? Mere men. Now let me show you an example of a man who was a believer in Christ, even though the promise was in the future, all right? But he was excellent in what he did. We have Daniel. Look at Daniel chapter 113. Daniel was kidnapped. <laughs> was I say kidnapped right now? Or the nation of Israel were defeated by Babylon. So Daniel and all the royal children and a lot of people in Judah and Israel were taken as prisoners to Babylon. All right? Now, when we look at Daniel, we now see an example and a model of how a believer should be in the secular space. He should stand out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He should stand out. In fact, the believer should get to a circular space and not need to announce and say, I'm a Christian. But they should look at his work ethic and look at how he gets his job done and his willingness to learn and his willingness to do the best that is possible and say there is something different about you that separates you from the rest. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 1 verse 13. All right, this is reading from where <coughs> Daniel rejected the, the meat that was um, apportioned to all of the, um, those who were kept, you know, in um, um, Nebuchadnezzar's special school. Because what Nebuchadnezzar done was this. Nebuchadnezzar understood the place of human resources. So, after capturing all of the prisoners from Israel, he wanted the best minds, Okay. He wanted the best minds brought together and taught the science of Babylon, taught astrology, taught all of the wisdom of Babylon. And after they taught them and put them, incubated them for a couple of years, the best were now supposed to be what? Um, ministers that served in his government. Hallelujah. So, you know, because Daniel and, and the rest uh, and uh, Meshach, um, um, Shadrach, and Abednego were of royal blood, they took all of them and put them in that school. So while they were there, they had a custodian. And the custodian said, listen, these are the food of the Babylonians, all right, and you are supposed to eat it. They had meat there. They had wine, and they had all those things. But, but Daniel said, no, we don't want to eat. The reason why they didn't want to eat the meat was simple. Because according to the law of Moses, there were meats that were clean and meats that were what? Unclean. But in the, um, the cook of, of the Babylonians did not have the law of Moses, and they were not Jews. So they, 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 the meat they had were unclean meat by the law of Moses. So they, um, Daniel now said, we will not defile ourselves by what the law of Moses has called unclean. So he said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to just serve us vegetables, lettuce, and water. So look at verse 13. I want you to see something. Daniel 1.13. Can we read one to go? It says, then let our countenance be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat the portion of the king's meat. And as thou... And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. Look at verse 14. Everybody read one to go. 
He says, so he consented to them in a matter and proved them what? Ten days. Fifteen. Look at what he says. He now says what? And at the end of ten days, their what? Countenance appeared what? Fairer and what? Fatter in flesh than all the church did eat the portion of the king's meat. They were held there. Praise God. They were Can you see something? God distinguished Daniel even via the diets. What they ate. Then in their appearance. Glory to God. Let me, let me touch on this for a moment. The fact that you're a Christian does not mean you should smell terrible. It does not mean you should dress terrible. Hallelujah. Don't come looking like a, like a bingo and telling us that this world is not your own and you're just passing through. No, sir. Christianity is not the reason why you're looking like that. Hallelujah. Give us something to look at. Come on. Be clean. Smell nice. When I sit down beside you in the bus and you are preaching the gospel in that bus, don't let your body odor be killing me by the side. Hallelujah. You say, praise the Lord. And you didn't rush it that money. Praise the Lord. I can't say hallelujah because I'm struggling. Because I'm, 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 in, a, I'm in a conflict. Because I'm, I'm really struggling with whatever. This odor that is coming out of your mouth that you feel to brush it. Come on. They look better. They were different. Then look at the next one. He says what? And uh -huh. in that says, thus Melsa took away the portion of their meat and the wine and they that they should drink and gave them pause. Praise God. Verse seventeen. He says, as for these four children, listen, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions. All right, and what and dreams. So they attributed the knowledge they had in all learning and wisdom to God. Amen. All right. And in answers, and Daniel had understanding and all vision and dreams. That means while everybody had skill, understanding, and wisdom, Daniel was different in that he had what the gift of designing of spirits, in that he had understanding of all visions and dreams. Is that clear? Now look at verse, uh, verse 18. Let's now go on. He said, now at the end of the days, of the, of the days that the king had said he should bring them in. Then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, verse 19, everybody read. One to go, it says what? And the king did what? And the king did what? Guys, talk to me. And the king did what? Communed with them. Remember, see that a man diligent in his what? Business. He shall stand before what? Kings and not before what? Mere men. Now, these guys, all right, have been brought from obscurity. Now, they are standing before King Nebuchadnezzar. Praise God. Now, he is communing with them to try to ascertain their level of wisdom, their level of knowledge, and their level of understanding. He is trying to assess their capacity to determine how much governance they can be involved in. Hallelujah. How much governance they can be involved in? Listen, many of us, we get into organizations, we are working there, but you are being assessed. You are being assessed every single time. You are being assessed. What are they assessing you for? They are assessing you for your capacity to be given more authority. Hallelujah. They are assessing you. Never get into a particular place of work and look down on that work. Never look down on any job that you have. Any job that you have is, a, uh, is an opportunity to manifest the glory of God. I don't care what the job is. Glory to God. 
It's an opportunity to manifest the glory of God. All right? It's an opportunity to let your light shine. It is not when you get your dream job that you let your light shine. No. When you get that first one, let your light shine there. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Let me give you, tell you a story. Maybe it will help you a bit. All right? I'm still going to come here because I'm coming to that. I remember when I was working in an HMO. When I was working there, all right, um, I was a line manager, you know, overseeing quite a, a bit, number of people. And you know why working there, oh, there are a lot of them that, you know, were complaining of this and that. But while working there, I was able to identify the ones that distinguished themselves. The ones that were good at their job. The ones that went the best, went all the way. The ones that I, I could depend on to get the job done. Hallelujah. Now, the, the pay was crap to most of those people working in that organization. It wasn't great. So they could choose to behave anyhow. You understand what I'm saying? Ah, what I'm after? How much are you paying us? Ah, how much is the money gone? You get. But what happened? As God will have it, praise God. As Lord will have it, I got another job. A better job. In a bigger organization. And one of the things I was required to do was I was required to look for people to hire, to work under me in that organization. Hallelujah. Now, guess what? Guess who I was going to pick? Was it the laggards I was going to look for? No. I was going to look for those who were what? Who were good at their job. Never look down on any opportunity to work. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. Because usually, God will use your conduct in one job and in one business to what? Qualify you for promotion and recommendation in another place. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now go back to that scripture, Daniel chapter 1 verse 19. I want to show you something quickly. Daniel 1 19. Now look at what it says. And the king communed with them. Everybody say commune. And the king communed with them. And among them all was found none like Daniel, Ananiah, Michel, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. Hmm. Everybody look at me. Oh, I want to explain something to you. And I, I, I pray you get it. I know we pray for favor a lot. You know we always declare supernatural favor. Is that right? Right? Now, I want us to be honest. Young man, if you were looking to hire a cook, and you were to pay that cook 500,000 naira a month, it's a good deal, right? Considering. So you're going to pay that person 6 million a year. Now, tell me the truth. Would you want to get the best cook? Right? Now, Imagine you now had five apply for the job. And what was the test? You liked continental dishes like me. So you now said, everybody take materials and cook me pounded yam with what? With, um, uh, what do you call it? Seafood okra. And you gave them every single thing and told them to cook it. Praise God. And all of them cooked it. You understand? Now, when it's come to hiring, who will you give the job? You would give the job to the board 
the best cook because you want your what? Your money's what? Favor does not excuse incompetence. Did you hear what I said? Favor does not what? Excuse incompetence. It doesn't. It doesn't excuse incompetence. Why? It takes competence to stand before a king. What supernatural favor actually does is that you are competent. But God, in his mercy, ensures that the king will see you. Are you paying attention? That is, all right, favor that is by the kingdom. So, we must not advance, promote, encourage any form of favor that seems to sponsor incompetence and seems to kill the desire of believers to be competent. Because if you are going to stand before the king, after communing with you, he must find competence there for you to remain standing there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone says something. Because you see, let me tell you something. Most of the time when we pray, you know, sometimes I always hear people say, oh, pastor, why are we talking about, you know, all these things? They want to show us the pretest, the poster. You know, I always do that. Now, that's the part of teaching I like doing the most. Hallelujah. But whenever I see that there's anything that, is, that needs to be perfected in your understanding, I have to put it to. So that my own prayer, the prayer burden on me will reduce. You, you should, you'll be amazed the number of prayer requests I get at other hours. 2 a.m., someone is sending prayer requests. Pastor, ha, the money, you, you understand. Hey, we need this. So it's better we can, we can solve many of the issues through teaching. Did you hear what I said? Through what? Teaching. A lot of money problems, it's teaching that will solve it. Competence. Now, note four things. It tells us about Daniel and the, four, uh, the other three. Now, I want you to notice something that is very important. Daniel had one gift that the other three didn't have, which was the gift of design of spirits. But notice that all four were ten times better than the rest. Which means it is a kingdom thing to be ten times better than somebody that does not have the Lord. Ten times better. What? They were not ten times better in knowledge of Greek and Hebrew. Mm -mm. They were not ten times better in Bible. Mm -mm. They were ten times better in matters of Babylon. Ten times better. They gave themselves to it. Now, why is it important? Listen to me. Notice something. That the proximity of Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the king, hallelujah, influenced a lot of things in the book of Daniel. How many of you notice that? If you read the book of Daniel. You even find that when Nebuchadnezzar went out of the way and Darius came, you saw the same thing. Because when they are looking for counsel, God needs somebody in the room to give godly counsel to that king. Hallelujah. God needs somebody in the room. God needs somebody in that company to give godly counsel to the CEO so that the CEO does not make a mistake that will result in that company making losses. And when that company makes losses, he will have to fire people Many of whom we fire will be what? Christians. 
Hallelujah. So if the, com- if the company is doing well, they can hire more people. More Christians can get jobs. More Muslims can get jobs. More people can get jobs. And they can feed their kids. God is going to be able to do more with a spirit-filled, well-taught Christian with competence in a skill. Did you hear what I said? I'll say it again. God is going to be able to do more with a spirit-filled, well-discipled, plus competence in medicine, competence in software, competence in data analysis, competence in HR, competence in music, competence in visual in, in, in video mixing, competence. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying here? Competence. You cannot be the master of every art. But which art are you a master in? Which industry are you a leader that you can use to influence people for Christ? Praise the Lord. Look at this story. I'm even know, know Justin Bieber. You know Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber. I remember when I was <laughs> when he was growing up, he used to sing a lot of all these, you know, songs and stuff. God has influence. Now, I want you to understand what influence can do. If Justin Bieber took a joint, Igbo, and began to smoke it, a lot of his followers will begin to smoke. Look at whiskey, whiskey, you'll be smoking Igbo, uh, um, Indian hemp, publicly. And you find a lot of his fans smoke because they watch him smoke. Fella, too. That's influence. That's the power of it. So Justin Bieber became born again. And began to say Jesus. And began to talk about grace. Hallelujah. When he has his shows, they will pray. Do you know what happened? A lot of people became interested in Christianity. Not that alone. A lot of actresses and actors and actresses in Hollywood became more free to say they were Christian. Influence. He began to tell Christianity is not about judgment. Judgment. It's not condemnation. Jesus loves it's not con- and he was preaching and telling his fellow artists. But why do they listen to him? He has a craft he's good at. Are you are you paying attention to what I'm saying? He has a craft he's good at. He's good at something. He's a top ten in something. So what are you good at? Excel in that one thing. Be the best at it. It would mean there will be times where you are not watching Netflix. You are perfecting the skill. Someone says, ah, Pastor, I can't get a job. Listen to me, everybody. Listen to me very well. I know what I'm about to say. I don't want, you to, I don't want it to rob you the wrong way, but listen to me. Let me tell you something. Hmm. There is too much free, cheap, Information. Too much free, cheap knowledge for anyone that has access to internet to say it's hard for them to get a job. It's too much. Let me tell you my story. <coughs> so you understand. I'm a medical doctor. That's my training. 
The average medical doctor, medical officer, who does not go to, who doesn't go to residency, earns between 200 and 300,000 naira a month. And that is the best, the best deal. When I was, this 200,000 naira, 300,000 looked like a lot of money to me then. Hallelujah. It's just S1, S2. What is the matter? S1, S2. You know, something, oh, it's malaria. You know, um, you know IMCQ, 5CC. Um, start plus something, something daily for three days. Um, you know, we now, that's how we're doing. We're writing all those things, writing on them, assisting, you see, and they pay me my 200,000 or 170,000. And it went on like that. Hallelujah. Then I went out of all of that, you know, set up my hospitals and all, and I was still doing the regular stuff. I was an entrepreneur, yes. I was still doing regular stuff. Then when I got into, I said I, I wanted to do, I, I sold my hospital, so got out of, you know, retail medicine and went to, to HMO. They signed me on a salary of 250,000 naira a month. At that time, things were bad for us, and that 250,000 naira was a miracle. Hallelujah. We thank God for it. Amen. Out of the 250,000 naira, myself and my wife, we got a car. We took a loan to get a car. And the loan, all right, they were charging me 83,000 naira a month. I'm giving you specific so you can understand. I'm a few appreciating this. Uh, they, they charged me 83,000 naira every month from that 250k on the car. That's my Camry I was driving. So we lived on 107 something thousand. We, 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 we fine, we survived. <laughs> but I realized that mm, I, want, I, I deserve more than this. I, I deserve, I, I believed I was more skilled, I had more value to offer than what they were paying me where I was working. So what did I do? I doubled down on producing value. Now, the first thing I did was I began to design products that was going to be of immense value to the organization. I designed maternity products. I designed um, lifestyle products like gym membership products that they could add on, all right, to um, the plans that they were offering. And I designed a marketing plan to get those products to market. I had to read up on how to write those things because I never learned or got those training in med school. And those, those products made hundreds of millions of naira. So the following year, they increased my salary. They increased it to about 325,000 naira a month. It was looking good, praise God. But that was not what I wanted because I believed I deserved more. Amen. I said, amen. amen. So do you know what I did? I now began to invest in myself. I started taking courses in things that were not medicine. I signed off an MBA and went for classes, you know, University of Lagos. Then I, I uh, took up this data analysis course. I first took on um, Excel courses so that I can know how to what, use Excel because I didn't know how to use Excel. When I was doing my final year um, project, I had to hire somebody to take all my questionnaires. How many of you did that project in med school? You take all the questionnaires and created a data spread for me. I didn't know how to create all those pie charts. Somebody, I paid someone to do that. So now I decided to learn and now learned it. Now began to be able to create financial models. And I also learned Power BI when I saw Esther. All right, Esther was the guru, and she was always talking about Power BI, Power BI, data analysis. This was three years ago, and I asked Esther to teach me. So Esther had one class she did. I joined it, all right? I took a few things from it, but later I now went and signed up on a proper Power BI training. So at work, when I began to present, I changed how I was presenting at work. 
Before, because before when I was presenting, I would just type the numbers and say this, this, this. Now I now began to present with data analysis and pictorials. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The numbers, every single thing. So my report was looking so beautiful to the point that the CEO of the company, when he was writing his normal monthly bulletin, he, he said it. That be like Femi. Who went and spent his money to go and learn this skill to improve his effectiveness? That's what I did. So when I told them I was leaving, I got another job. Do you know what they did? They doubled my salary. They said, You cannot go. They doubled my salary, gave me an official car with a driver. They said, You are the kind of staff we want. Hallelujah. Take on work ethics. That will make your speaking in tongues effective. Take on work ethics. All right? Work lifestyle. Personal development. That will make the prophecy we are prophesying over your life work. Because this version of yourself may not be the version that will enter the promised land. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It may not be the one that went to the promised land. Amen. So look at the four things we see about the behavior. Or what they said about Daniel. Number one, they were exceptional in appearance. They looked so good on the diet that they said, listen, your own dietary plan is better than the ones we have. They were exceptional in appearance. Second thing we find is that they were exceptional in wisdom, understanding, and skill. Ha! Wisdom is first seen in your words. Is that not correct? The Bible tells us that Nebuchadnezzar brought them to commune. It means that when Nebuchadnezzar communed with four of them, what came out of their mouth was better than what came out of the mouth of others. My question to you is this. If a very influential person who could actually change your life sat in front of you, you sat in front of that person, what will come out of your mouth? What will come out of your mouth is a function of what you have put in your mind, sir. What you have put in your, in your mind. Our generation, eh, this, are, this generation of young people, I really feel for the young people in this world, um, especially in the Western world, because I found out that our generation is intentionally being dumbed down. Did you hear what I said? You are being dumbed down. It's like there's a strategic plan to make, you know, to produce idiots. Are you following what I'm saying? Idiots. Fools. Look at what social media has done. Social media is a proper democratization of foolishness but the, at the same time social media is one of the greatest platform for positive good it depends on what you're looking for youtube is the greatest but freest university in the world youtube there is no skill you want in this world that is not on YouTube. None, I'm telling you. In fact, when, 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 when I'm doing something on Excel, and I, 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 I've forgotten 
<coughs> the formula or not. I just type it on YouTube, it comes out. How to build a website, type it, it will come out. How to learn HTML coding, type it, it will come out. But you are always on Zolinski. You understand? Whiskey related video. What are you learning from it? Nothing. Ah, it is like this. It is like this. It's a new style. Hey, hey. You understand? Then you come to your father breakthrough. How will he come? Glory to God. Hallelujah. He communed with them. Hallelujah. Say your, lift up your hands and say, I give myself to knowledge. Say it again, I give myself to knowledge. Listen to me. You cannot be top in your field by accident. No matter of laying on of hands, we alone will get you there. By divine intervention, we can use prophetic words to place you before the kings. But you see, what comes out of your mouth is another matter. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What comes out of your mouth is another matter entirely. Praise God. Praise God. So let us look at this and let's continue because we are rounding up. I, I don't know, is this helping anybody? And I'm going to give you clear things you should do after this. You, listen, there are things you should do. It's your life. The destiny of your children is tied to this thing. What kind of woman or man you marry is tied to this thing? The kind of life, quality of life you are going to give them is tied to this thing. There are some guys, they are, they are always gymming and all. Gymming is good. But when you start looking like uh, you are carrying seven pack up and down. I don't know a rich man that has seven pack. Jeff Bezos said that he's looking this. He's after he made billions. Said, you understand? Let me tell you something. See. Brother, you know this woman you are chasing up and down and you are killing yourself because Sandra did not say yes. Let me tell you something. Go and build yourself. That glory they are not seeing to come out. <laughs> it will come out. Hallelujah. It will come out. Sister, instead of disturbing yourself on man, hey, ah, when will my husband come? When will my husband come? I always look at the women like, hey, my husband come? Hey, my husband come? Will you go and develop yourself? Go and become, be a woman of stature. Woman. You are an expert in a field. When you talk, we have to listen not because of your curves. We have to listen because of what's coming out of your mouth. Too many women are investing too much in how they look than what is in their brain. So we have a lot of beautiful looking women who are idiots. Sorry, I didn't mean to be offensive. No, they cannot, or no, you cannot, you cannot have a, an intellectual conversation with them. If it is not about Twitter trends and useless stuff, is, you understand? Nothing. We are talking career, we are talking, you know, you know, info security, we are talking about, you know, um, geopolitical decisions, we are talking about, you know, uh, projections, five years projections, financial analysis, they are lost. Oh yeah, let us come to their field. Let's talk it. They don't know. But they are looking fine. Always, I'm looking beautiful. No. You can be better than that. 
Jesus did not die for your brain to be empty. Ah, how can he? Not in the brain? No, now. Come on, refuse to be like that. Your brain is empty, your hand is not skilled. Refuse that. No. No. Praise God. I said, Praise God. Amen. The believer must be exceptional. So I said, number two, they were exceptional in wisdom, understanding, and skill. Number three, they were given to dreams. That's spiritual giftings. So the believer in the secular place must be one who also flows in spiritual gifts like Daniel did. Because that also gives him an advantage over the unbeliever. But that's not the only thing that gives him an advantage. If he's lazy, he's not diligent, and he's not properly skilled, he won't get in the door. Because nobody is going to interview him on how much uh, spiritual gift he has. No. It's about what he can do to help them. They will, nobody goes to an interview and say, okay, now, what gifts do you have? And say, okay, I dream. <laughs> I give word of knowledge and word of wisdom. You understand? Nobody's going to assess him on that. But they will assess him on the secular stuff. But when he gets in there, the spiritual giftings, we what? We single him out. Because he will know things the other people don't have the capacity or engineering to know. Praise God. I said praise God. So giving to dreams, number four. They were ten times better than the rest. Ten times better. Do not seek to be just enough in your place of work. Seek to be better. Seek to be better. Seek to be better. Because you are being ten times better as an advantage to the kingdom. It gives you a voice. Did you hear what I said? It gives you what? A voice. A voice. It gives you a voice. When you speak, they will listen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Say aloud, I choose to be exceptional. I choose to be diligent. I choose to be exceptional. And I choose to be diligent. Notice that the skill of Daniel, hallelujah, was used by God. His, his, the wisdom, understanding that God gave him, was used by God to get him into offices to serve God's purpose. So you owe it to the Lord to be good at what you do. You are in a, you're in a hospital, work so good that you are recognized for it. Your, that recognition will cause people to flock towards you and you can give them the gospel. They will follow you where you are going. You see, one of the things I always used to check about how effective believers are at their place of work is usually by the people in that place of work who want to follow them to their church. Praise God. Who want to follow them to their church? Who are asking, what messages do you listen to? What books do you read? Because we want to be like you because there is something about you that's exceptional. But when you are not shining, nobody wants to be like you. So our influence quotients as believers must rise up. Amen? Now, there are two things I want to touch on that we must be excellent in, in these days and times. Number one, diligence. That's a roundup. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24. Diligence. Everybody say diligence. Everybody say diligence. Diligence. Diligence has to do with the work ethic. Proverbs 12, 24. Quickly. 
a work ethic. Now, diligence has to do with, for example, you say, Pastor, I don't have a job yet. Okay. My question to you there will be is, what are you diligently doing? If you do not have a job, are you diligently skilling up? I gave an example of Esther, my daughter. I'm proud of her, uh, uh, that lady, because I know the story. When Esther came to church, Esther was primarily selling cake. She has a business. I forgot the name of the business. Cake what? Cream Kings, right? Uh-huh. She, she was selling cakes. She was baking cakes. And I used to watch this lady. Very hardworking. She would, she would get the orders. She would bake the cakes and send it around. And, and you know, sometimes when they send around in the Uber, the cake would mess up and every single thing. Then she now was looking at it that she wanted to do something else. Alongside the cake business. Hallelujah. Then she now took up data analysis. Now, because she found out that there is virtually no industry that does not need a data analyst. None. So she took up a course. She started with Udemy. Then later on, she went to take some Google something course about, you know, Google has this data analysis course and all. And she took it. And when she was getting and she was putting out the certificates and every single thing, she has her first degree. She put in for her master's in business, business education. She just concluded her master's. Then all of a sudden, PwC or so came calling. One of these um, consulting companies came calling. Now, if you know how consulting companies work, data analysis is a skill that will come in very handy. So in the interview, she was prepared. There was no how she they won't take her. There was no how. There was no how they were not going to take her. No how. She was ready. Yes, we spoke in tongues. Yes, we prayed. But there was not a way to take her. The recruiter would be stupid not to take her. Praise God. And she got in there, all right? They give her jobs and tasks. Papa, she was, she's excelling all those things because she was ready. And they're just promoting, promoting, promoting. See thou a man diligent in his way. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So you have to, that, that diligence is key. Ask yourself, what am I better at this year than last year? Are you at the job just collecting salary or are you getting better at it? Praise God. Praise God. Look at this scripture. That's which I told you, Proverbs 12, 24. What does he say? Quick, let's read he says what? He said, the hand of the diligent shall do what? Pierre. He said, but the slothful shall be what? Under tribute. Amen? So what do you do? Oh, pastor, I don't have a job. Just go and check, okay, what can you learn? What skill can you take on? What skill can you take on? Shaladio was talking to me one time and was telling me that how that he was working in a company, then all of a sudden, he took interest in, um, in IT, information technology. And said, you know, taking courses, all right, on different aspects of IT. Then he did his Oracle certification. You understand? And, you know, as he began to get all those certifications and all, opportunities just came up. And before I you know it, he's out of the country, working for one of the big companies in the world. That step to improve himself, 
that step to burn the midnight candle. When others are sleeping, you are studying. I'm going to know how to do this. I'm, I will know how to do this. You understand? Then you write the exams. You pass. You put that certificate in. You don't have to go to university to get those certificates. They are online. And they are admissible. Because when they test you and they know you know what you are doing. And you know about it, they will give you the job. Hallelujah. There are too many tongue-talking believers that have no skill. Don't be that one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't be that one. Make sure you are, you are mean. You, you develop yourself to the point where you don't. Uh, uh, if they don't give you a job, you will create one. Praise God. By, by the sheer value of the knowledge that you have. You know when you are an expert at something. If they don't employ you to do those things, they, you, you can create products in such a way that they will pay you. Other people will pay you. For you to teach them those things. Is that not true? Yes. Diligence. Everybody say diligence. It's not everything that is of village people. It's not everything that is demons. Some things is common sense. At times, your skill, what you are offering to the market, is not good enough for you to command what you are praying for. So what do you have to do? Go and invest in yourself. Amen. And you say, Pastor, yes, there are some things that are even free. Just learn it. Learn it. And as we are praying and prophesying, an opportunity for an interview will come up. And by the time they interview you, and they ask you questions, the things that come out of your mouth to make them know, ah, this guy knows what he's talking about. Are you following what I'm saying? He knows what he's talking about. This guy knows what he's talking about. Let's give this guy a chance. Praise God. All right, let me write the, the next one I want to talk to us about. What do we excel in? You say diligence is one. Amen? Let's, uh, let, write this down. There is always something for the diligence to do. You may not have a corporate job now. All right. Why don't you become diligent in getting a skill? Getting the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of that skill and that industry. All right? Identify an industry. Identify the skill needed. Now, I'm going to mention some websites where you can actually have access to several materials. All right? You have Udemy. All right, Udemy is one I like. You have Coursera. Several courses are there. In fact, Udemy has a mini MBA course. Udemy has a course for Excel, learning Excel, then also financial modeling. Things like that. You can learn it. Praise God. Learn it. Have it as a, a skill, added on skill. Then you can put it in your CV. I was looking at somebody's CV recently. And when I look at the CV, because I knew what this lady could do. I saw the CV and I shook my head. I said, you undersold yourself. In fact, with this CV, they can make you, in the job they should give you is to be nanny. You are better than this. I was like, no. So also, there are courses where you can learn how to write CV, proper CV writing. Proper CV writing. There is a guy who makes millions every year from writing CV for people. CV. A lot of people don't know how to write CV. How many of you know what I'm talking about? They don't know how to write your CV. There are opportunities everywhere, I'm telling you. Opportunities everywhere. Amen. All right. So identify an industry, identify the skill needed, 
apply yourself diligently to acquire the required skill in that segment. Learn so much about that skill so that you become the top 1% on that subject matter. Are you a sound engineer? All right? Learn so much that you become top percent sound engineer. What do sound, what do sound engineers know? All right? What do they know? Do you play the keyboard? What does the key, what, what what do keyboardists the best keyboardists know that you don't know? Can you come with the, with your keyboard and with your laptop with certain mixed beats, such that when you are playing in church, there are some beats you've mixed down, and as you are playing the keyboard, the beats are playing with it. It's making it nicer. Can you add something else to what you're doing to make it better, to make the offering more? Hallelujah. Or do you all just come up there? This ten years ago. That's why you're playing it now. You understand? We are just there doing like this. I'm just wondering. I'm just dead. You understand? Praise God. Improve. God is a God of improvements. Hallelujah. Apply yourself diligently to acquire the Christ skin in that, that segment. Learn so much to become the top 1% on that subject matter. The more you know, the more you show. And the more you show, the more others know what you know and see that they need you. You should be so good that there are a lot of people knocking on your door trying to get you to work for them. Remember, let your light so shine. So that means when you get to know what you need to know and you are good at it, let it shine. Let your light so shine. Let us know that you know it. Let us know that you know it. By the grace of God, in this country, when you are talking about health finance, most doctors, when they want to get a loan, they will think of me. When they want financial advice, they will think of me. So they kill, ah, I'm looking for something else. Ah, Dr. Lale is in that area. He's in that field. Are you following what I'm saying? Be so good at what you do that you have top of mind. People think of you first when they think of that thing. Top of mind. Pick one and be the best there. Amen. Now, the second thing you need to work on in your mindset, um, to excel in, is your mindset. Thinking partner, patterns. And we'll continue about that next week. A lot of believers have self-limiting thinking patterns. The way they think is their limitation. The way they think is their limitation. They... <laughs> A one naira mindset cannot build a one billion naira business. It will not happen. And just using money so you will get it. One naira mindset. Pinocchio mindset. Mm -mm. And the thing you know to understand about mindset is this. Mindset, a great and productive mindset is not accidental. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world. Which means what is normal is conformation. But it says, but be what? Transformed by the what? Renewing of your what? Your mind. So that means it is, in, a, a, a renewed mind is intentionally achieved. A renewed mind is intentionally achieved. I always look at, you know, um, you know, musicians, gospel musicians, you know, Always shout saying things like, oh, the church, the, the, the idea is they want to make the money from church. So when they are coming to this thing, they want to charge the church. I'm always looking at them like, 
What kind of mindset is this? Me that I'm the pastor. <laughs> Why am I not looking, thinking like you? Why? How much will the church pay you? Eh, I'll collect 700,000. I'm like, wait, how much is the church going to pay? I'm like, okay, you're that, is that enough to make you rich? It's not. Your problem is your mindset. It's the mindset. The mindset. Listen, one of the biggest things God will do for a man is if the man says, Lord, I'm ready. God will remove that wrong thinking in his brain and over a process of time, transform that, transfigure that man's, man's thinking processes and give him another way of thinking. Praise God. You have someone like, I'm talking to musicians now, gospel musicians. You have someone like Nathan Ebasi, doesn't charge anybody. He says, that's your lead. Right? Yet, that Nathan Ebasi is far richer than many of the people that are sending invoices up and down. Why? Is there anything wrong in charging? No. But there is a mindset. Because there are some folks that charge with the mindset that they will, they, the only way they will make money is that charging. That's the wrong mindset. Praise God. That's the wrong mindset. The right mindset is, wait a minute. How can I bless the people of God, yet be able to pay my bills and prosper? You see, that, that's the right. You see, when you start asking those kind of questions, Holy Ghost will now begin to open your mind and say, okay, this is how you are going to do it. This is how you are going to do it. You will now be able to see the bigger picture. But when your mindset is narrowed down, you only take one way. Then you now begin to fight battles you shouldn't be fighting. Eh, ah, no, yeah, you have to fight, fight. I'm like, praise God. Let me round up by saying this. <laughs> you know, during that time I told you where we, where we had that issue, my family, and now before I took the um, corporate job, you know, I was working as a, um, as a full-time pastor. I won't lie to you. We suffered a bit. <laughs> my wife knows the extent of the suffering. Now, you know, members were doing okay. Members bought cars, went bought some other stuff. Praise God. All right, guys, can we check the live stream? I think we are frozen. All right. Uh, members bought stuff and all. Now, you know what I could have done if my mind was narrow? Praise God. I could have used Galatians 6, 6 to 7. You are supposed to give to your pastor and be forgetting. <laughs> and showing they that labor at the altar are supposed to. I could have been forgetting, but I didn't do that. Instead, I went to talk to my God. I said, Lord, show me how to continue being a blessing without putting charge on the people and being able to take care of my family and prosper. And that was it. And he showed me how. Hallelujah. He showed me how. Mindset. An excellent mindset stands out from a mediocre one. Because with an excellent mindset, God will show you and cause you to see what you never saw before. Men look with their eyes, but it takes a mind that is touched by divinity to see. All men have eyes, 
but not all men see. Praise God. I said all men have eyes, but not all men see. Have you learned anything today? I said, have you learned anything today? Has this been a blessing to you? Those of you watching online, let us know if you have been a blessing. Just put it there. I have learned a lot. I have been blessed. Amen. So as you are leaving, amen, this service, as you go and you read your Bible and you pray by 10, please identify materials, courses, amen, all right, knowledge basis, things you need to know. Identify, I need to know this, I need to know this, I need to know this, all right, and put yourself on a program. And begin to say, okay, within the next six weeks, I'm learning this. Within the next this, I'm learning this. Why, rather than have series alone that you must watch, that does not bless your life. Because you are not going to acting, directing, or video something. It's useless information. Have books, materials, trainings, courses that you must complete. Have certifications you must get. Praise the Lord. Choose to be a leader. Excel in this area. And I can tell you, you'll be doing your life and that of your unborn generation a world of good. Excel. Give yourself to being better. Give yourself to being better. Give yourself to being better. Praise God. You know one beautiful thing I love about um, the SU movement? While I was in school, one of the things that you found out with deeper lifers, I mean, if you know what I'm talking with deeper lifers, was this. They were very serious about the academics. They saw the academics as a way to win people to Christ. And the early days of SU, when they were in a place where they work, they would never be partakers. I don't know about now, I'm talking of then. They would never partake with corruption. Such that people say, ah, SU, he would not partake. Let your light so shine before men that they may what? That they may what? See your good work. They should see it. We should eat it, your food, and say it's good. One day I went out to buy bolly. I just said I eat bolly and pepper. So I went out to buy bolly, and my God, <laughs> I, I have seen, you know, the most amatan streaking bolly ever. I don't even know this bolly is that. You know, the sweet bolly, it always looks very yellow. All right, and you know, you, when you, you when you take, you know that this this is good stuff. Amen. That if you just break it, well, it's good. But this one was so dry. And I said, Ma, this thing is looking dry. I said, Ah, God, don't worry, it's sweet. It's really sweet. And I bought it. By the time I tried to, I bought two, trusting and marketing skills. I went in, and I broke the body and put some granite. It was terrible. I had to throw the body away. There is no amount of prayer and fasting that that woman is going to do that will make me come back to buy body from her. You know that, right? No amount of prayer and fasting. If an angel of the Lord is going to intervene, he will have to open the door for somebody else to come and buy him, not me. Praise God. Don't make it hard for God to reach you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Did you hear what I said? Say it again. I will not make it hard. For God to reach me. Yes. Don't make it hard. Don't make it hard. Let your light so shine before men. Let it shine. 
Say that with me. I will let my light shine. Praise God. Praise God. I said praise God. All right. Because of our time, can we just uh, thank God for what we have learned, everybody? Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more messages, kindly search for our Telegram channel using the link t.me slash God has blessed you.